Hello and welcome to the ChannelBuzz.ca podcast. I'm Robert Dutt, editor of ChannelBuzz.ca and as always your host for the show. Uh, Today we take a deep dive into what analysts are calling the experience economy and how virtual agent technology helps enable it as we're joined by Avaya's Steve Brock. Virtual agent brings machine learning to the table to help make old-fashioned press one for sales, press two for service, response routers into something that's, well, useful. Ultimately, the goal is to help enable a more automated customer experience that is nonetheless built to fit for each customer. We talk about the experience economy and virtual agent, getting definitions and understanding how they fit in. Uh, We talk about how this all comes together with contact center and backend infrastructure. And of course, we talk about the role partners play in architecting virtual agent solutions and the business process behind them, how solution providers can get into the space and what they need to know to succeed. And uh, just for fun, we touch on why every customer engagement needs to be a birthday party. It's a great conversation, so let's get right into it. My chat with Steve Brock. Steve, thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate your uh, your joining us. Absolutely, Rob. Uh, I appreciate this opportunity. Really excited to be with you today. Um, wanted to take some time to discuss kind of the growth you're seeing in in the virtual agent space and and what's driving that and where things go from here. But perhaps uh, for the benefit of the the broader audience. Before I tell you this story, I have to tell you this story. Um, could we maybe take a step back and can you kind of define what makes up virtual agent and uh, what makes up that experience and kind of how that experience is is evolving for uh, for customers and the uh, the solution providers that serve them? Absolutely. So so if you uh, go with the sort of Gartner definition of virtual agent, you know, it's it's, it's a bit advanced. It's, uh, you know, their definition is of a virtual agent is a conversational interface that uses semantic and deep learning to assist people or automate tasks. Um, and, you know, these can be deployed in several use cases, including call center agents, uh, virtual customer assistance and mm-hmm. virtual enterprise assistance. That's the Gartner definition. But in reality, you know, these virtual agents or, or um, software that, that functions in this utility have been around for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we are absolutely seeing um, incredible growth and interest in this space because of the focus now on delivering total experiences. Uh, businesses understand that whatever vertical industry they're in, they are absolutely in the experience business and it's all about delivering that total experience to their customers today. So in many ways, it sounds like the, the definition of, of what a virtual agent does is, is expanding and it's kind of fitting into places uh, beyond maybe where it would have been uh, been seen as a fit before as, as technology marches on. Absolutely. And also, um, it's increasing in importance as businesses understand they're now competing for customer attention and we, you know, we just did some research with Ipsos, actually, that um, showed that two in 10 customers will walk away after a single bad experience. That's 20% of your customers will walk away after one single bad experience. And 60% will walk away after several bad experiences. Hmm. So you can see the importance of getting everything right, everything from the initial inbound interaction to the ongoing conversation with your customers. Because uh, you know businesses just can't afford to have that um, that those customers leave, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, as as this is expanding um, 
and with the general trajectory of of technology and and customer experience in general, um, I, I would have said once upon a time this was you know a a voice kind of voice centric experience, something that is you know a uh, the the auto answering kind of and and customer routing services. Sounds like it's going well beyond that. How is kind of the uh, the digital milieu changing? Um, what it is that virtual agent systems do. Uh, absolutely. Well, um, just to put this into the context, I mean, this does fall into the overall shift um, from to the experience economy, for example. Mm -hmm. So if you, we like to use the term experience thinking, you could talk, call it virtual agent thinking, but it's about elevating the experience and knowing that the economy and the businesses that operate within the economy have shifted from sort of a, a, a Garyan uh, type economy, sort of a, where you had the agents being harvesters and miners, um, mm -hmm. then shifting to more production-oriented industrial economy where you had production workers were the agents, right? And their, their goal was to make the goods. And then you sh we shifted, of course, to a services economy where you have service workers. And their goal was to deliver the whole product, but it's still somewhat a product and services focus. Now, when you look at the experience economy, you have the virtual agents, right? We have these new digital citizens, um, some have described them, that are coming into play that augment, assist humans, or sometimes they they do the jobs that um, they can do better than humans, um, you know, um, and, and, and direct traffic, you know, um, answer questions, um, help, uh, help customers get to where they want to be. And, and so, so it's all about using these virtual agents and staging experiences mm. using these virtual agents. And so it is about, you know, the experience. I, I like to use the uh, analogy of a birthday party. Right. So so what is a birthday party? A birthday party is where you focus everyone's attention on that one single person. Right. That one mm -hmm. single person for at least a moment is the most important person in the world. They're your favorite. And you can translate that to business. You want every employee, you want every customer to feel like they're your favorite. Right. And we can do that today with with advanced technology. And so so, you know, experience thinking is about like delivering that birthday party experience. Uh, with every interaction with your customers. Another term, you know, that we use often that we don't really define is experiences, Rob. You know, <laughs> people say, what is an experience? Well, we've done some research um, working with some of the experts in the space. And, and what we determine is there's three attributes to experiences that are common. One is that experiences happen inside of us. So, so Rob, for example, if you and I were to experience something today, and someone asked us what we experienced, we'd both have, we'd have a single point of reference, but we'd have a different take on it. And that's because whatever we experience today is, is um, informed by all the experiences that we've had leading up to today, right? Our personal experience. So they happen inside of us. The second attribute is that they can be staged. So when we think about virtual agents, think about staging experiences for your customers. Um, it's about orchestrating experiences. And, and, and this is really important. The third attribute is it's all about how time is used. So when you think about the customer uh, service experience historically, um, you know, there's, there's a sort of a timeline, right? We started out just trying to avoid wasting any customer's time. It was all about you know, answering their question as soon as possible, um, you know, getting them to the right answer. It was about avoid wasting their time. And, and then we moved to saving time where we, we used advanced technologies to, you know, 
such as IVRs, uh, routing to, to get people to the, the right person, to the right information. Um, but what, and, and all that's about saving time. And think about this, all that was focused on reducing the amount of time we spent with our customers. So when you think about that, you, you, you know, now that we're competing for customer time and attention, you see that, yes, we, we want to save their time, but we also want to make the time that they spend with us more valuable. Um, and we want them to, to um, treasure those moments and to, you know, um, look at our business uh, favorably and to tell our business to, to others and friends. And so we want, we want the time to be well-invested time. So, so again, experiences happen inside of us that can be staged. They're about how time is used. And so, and then personalization has really come into play, right? So mm -hmm. using new big data technologies, um, all the information, you know, um, and it, it really goes back to being in control, right? So historically, if you look at business communications, it has been increasingly about giving more control um, to the employees and to the customers. And you know, caller ID is a good example, right? When caller ID came out, it was about giving um, me more control as to whether I answer the call or not, or knowing who's calling. And there was some privacy concerns, right? When it first mm -hmm. came out, people were like, or, or is this evading my privacy, right? And we see the same things with every new technology, um, with virtual agents, with AI. Um, but it's about putting um, the customers in more control to the point where um, they expect the total experience today. And that's another term we should probably define, Rob, total experience. So total experience is a, another Gartner term in which CX or customer experience, EX, mm -hmm. employee experience, MX or your digital journey, the multi-experience and UX or user experience are all integrated in a seamless fashion so that your journey, the customer journey um, is effortless. You know, it, it is, it is, um, um, it is to the point where they, they, they treasure it. They want to, uh, they're willing to give you their personal information to improve the journey through personalization. Because what happens with the total experience then is you interact with the customers and every interaction with the customers is a chance to learn from the customers. You mm -hmm. learn from those interactions, you further customize the experience, they achieve more benefits and then the interaction becomes that much better. They share more information. So it's like a upward circle, right? So when we talk about total experience, let's take this example of healthcare, for example. So let's, let's say you call into your healthcare provider. Um, now, 10 years ago, you probably would call in and you might, you might have an IVR or you might just um, be put on hold for a few minutes, right? And then when they finally get to you, then it's about you have to share all your information over the phone. Um, they look you up in the records, have to um, talk to the um, physician get back to you. Maybe if you just want to refill a prescription, um, and it takes took a long amount of time, right? It wasn't effortless. It, it, it was hopefully rewarding at the end of the experience, but it, it was it was definitely not not something that uh, we enjoy doing, right? <laughs> um, so so, but if you put a virtual agent into the equation, then you see there's a lot of opportunities to elevate the experience. So from the initial contact. When it comes to answering questions, scheduling appointments, uh, providing test results, and we saw a lot of this during the pandemic, right? A lot of the opportunities to automate these tasks um, mm -hmm. because we just didn't have the number of human agents available to do the required amount of work. And so, um, 
you know, the, the pandemic definitely has accelerated the deployment of virtual agents, but we've been on this trajectory for some time. It's not mm -hmm. just the pandemic. It, there was an acceleration there, but it was going to continue um, this, the, the deployment of virtual agents. And then while, while you're actually in the uh, interaction with your physician, there's opportunities to elevate the experience. You can have meeting transcription. You can uh, you know, generate prescriptions automatically. You can suggest med medical treatments. So there's all these opportunities to improve the, um, the healthcare experience based on having an intelligent assistant or a virtual agent. Right. Um, and, and so so when we we announced uh, a few weeks ago, the Avaya virtual agent, what what we announced is a way um, is a self-service cloud based virtual agent, you know, um, that can be easily configured and spun up in just minutes. Um, mm -hmm. And this gives businesses the ability to offer that highly scalable, intelligent, omni-channel self-service experience for their customers in just minutes. You log onto our website, you, you um, um, set up the service, answer a few questions, um, either um, obtain a phone number for it or add your phone number to it, and voila, you've got the, the front end of a virtual agent. And you can add to that. You can, we, um, you know, one of the differentiators for Avaya is that you can integrate the information you obtain from that front end virtual agent to your reporting systems, to your, your mm -hmm. back end. Uh, contact center systems and, and infrastructure. So, so you can continue to improve the experience by learning and, and by adding additional technology. You know, um, we talk about uh, how experiences happen inside of us, Rob. I, another example I like to use, so, um, you know, um, um, building off the, the birthday party example. Uh, so my daughter mm -hmm. recently had a birthday and she wanted a betta fish for her birthday. And so I took my 10 year old, we went to the pet store, we went to the aquarium area. And he said, looked at the long uh, wall of aquariums. And he's like, these are all led screens, right? Mm. You would not believe how difficult it was for me to convince him that these were actually real live fish in real live aquariums. They weren't LEDs. And what, what are we seeing there? Because it's a digital first generation that's upon us, right? And so we're seeing a shift from voice centric to digital first. And, and the key here is that um, that requires a platform approach um, because mm -hmm. um, there, there's no um, no app for, for um, delivering the expected experiences that happen inside of all of us in a way that's meaningful to each of us. It has to be, I mean, these are very granular use cases. We're talking, you know, and I just um, recently pinned a, a blog that will be published soon where I said, you know, businesses are actually living in a multiverse made up of 7.8 billion universes. And I spell universe Y-O-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. Because look, we have 7.8 billion people in the world, each one of us have, have the ability to create our own universe. I mean, with today's mm -hmm. technology, we all have our own expectations. And, and you know, we're, we have so many, that, that granular use case can only be addressed with a platform approach, with communication platform as a service approach, right? Uh, it can't be addressed with a single app. And so, so you know, and it goes back to um, when we talk about virtual agents, we're, what we're really talking about is it's part of the composable enterprise. You know, mm -hmm. when we, we talk about um, the enterprise composability, a big part of that is something called packaged business capabilities. I'm not sure if uh, the audience is familiar with this term, something that Gartner came up with a while back. 
And, and, but it's a huge part of a composable enterprise is having these packaged business capabilities of which virtual agent is an example. And, and so Gartner says that um, by 2023, which is just a few months away, 60% yeah. of businesses will list composable enterprise as a strategic objective. 20% hmm. of leading SaaS providers will provide their functionality as self-contained packaged business capabilities like we just did with the virtual agent. Um, and then 50% of new software as service companies will incorporate independently packaged business capabilities. So, so, you know, we announced the virtual agent, which is very easy. You log on, you set it up, you add that to the front of your business, but it's a packaged business capability. And guess what that means? It means that you can build your own experience. You can use that code. And we're uh, soon in the next few months, we'll be releasing uh, a studio that will enable customers to leverage that code along with other codes to create work stream workflows to mm -hmm. further add AI and add further intelligence. And, and AI is so essential, Rob. We did some more research recently about virtual agents, and we found out that only half of today's virtual agents interactions are actually successful. Think about that. So, you know, 45% of the population, this was a U.S. study that we, uh, we uh, uh, interviewed, they had interact, interacted with the virtual agent. Out of those, only 26% had their issues and concerns resolved by that virtual agent. Half. Uh, we're only Room for improvement. Half. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, based on, based on that, that research, only one in three would recommend that business to others. That is, that is that's dangerous territory, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so why is that? Well, what we believe is that, you know, we've reached the limits of what software can do without adding AI capabilities. Mm. And so that's why we are so focused on making it as easy as possible for businesses to incorporate AI technology into their workflows. And that's all, you know, when you hear Avaya One Cloud and how Avaya One Cloud modernizes business communications, we have this uh, architecture, we call it the core plus four architecture. Um, it has at its core uh, something, some unique patented technology called Avaya Media Processing Core that's in the cloud, but mm -hmm. it enables our CCAS, our UCAS, our CPAS, and our workstream collaboration portfolios to all work together to seamlessly uh, craft that total experience in the cloud and to deliver it to, to the endpoints from the cloud as a single stream. And so when we talk about virtual agents, then what we're talking about is leveraging that platform um, to deliver, yes, the Avaya virtual agent that I can log on to and have a virtual agent in just a few minutes, but also leveraging virtual agent tools that I can then use to further customize and improve on that experience for my business as a, a platform, adding things like conversational AI um, mm -hmm. and things like that. And so, so, you know, and so we're getting to the point now, what does that mean with AI? So we talked about the, the healthcare example, right? Where 10 years ago, you would call and take it would be laborious. It was, it wasn't effortless today. There might be a virtual agent in place that's a little bit more helpful. You might be able to, to get uh, be text a link to something for information, whatever. But guess what? Once you add AI, what happens? Alexa, refill my prescription. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right. 
That's how effortless and seamless that these workflows are moving towards using AI. And so, so that's what we're working with, you know, our customers to implement. So if you look at the current state of virtual agent capabilities, it's all about enabling technologies. It's about, you know, augmenting human capabilities, but it's also about being able to easily integrate these AI capabilities as well um, to, to provide that effortless, seamless experience. From a partner point of view, it would seem that this, uh, as much as there's opportunity to to deploy this, to get it running, to make sure everything's, you know, um, technologically sound, it sounds like as much as there's that, there's uh, as much or or more opportunity for partners to be doing some of this reimagining of business pro uh, business processes and and what those need to look like going forward, and then. Uh, helping guide that. Can you can you speak a little bit to what you see partners doing uh, to achieve success around uh, around this kind of technology area today and kind of where you see that going uh, as, as this becomes more prominent, as this becomes more expected, as that AI gets smarter and more capable and the whole system gets more extensible out to various other aspects of the enterprise? Uh, absolutely. It's so important um, because you can have the best platform in the world, but if you don't have the composers, the developers building these experiences, then, you know, it's, it's worthless, right? And so you may be aware, um, you know, last year we, we announced Avaya Experience Builders. And, mm -hmm. and this really completely reimagines the way experiences are developed. It's made up of Avaya experts. It's made up of our customers. And it's also made up of our partners. So when you, when you look at at that community is a collaborative community with a shared passion for innovation. Um, what we're talking about is, you know, Avaya has over 250 technology partners. We have 32,000 companies in Avaya DevConnect. We have 154,000 registered developers developing new experiences using Avaya technology every day. Mm -hmm. when, from a reach standpoint, we have 9,000 channel partners and agents, over 9,000. And of course, our customers are, are in 190 countries. And, and guess guess how many countries there are in the world, Rob? <laughs> the spot. Just slightly more than that, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's a great answer. You know, if, if you look at Wikipedia, it's, uh, it's basically 195. So we're we're covering 95% of the planet um, with this uh, platform approach and with with our experience builders uh, community. And so, you know, the type of skills then. Uh, well, one is, you know, you want to be in a collaborative community. No, no, one, um, no one developer can do it all themselves anymore. You know, the mm -hmm. days of siloed experience development are gone. It needs to be, we're, we're talking fusion teams today, right? It needs to be made up of even including line of business um, stakeholders. Um, sure. but, but, but this larger collaborative community, you know, there's, there's room for, for, for partners that have uh, a number of different skills, but you know things like being able to develop work, workflows using communications platform as a service uh, type tools, being able to um, know how to bring APIs in together and construct the workflows, and then um, knowing how to take that and test it and deploy, deploy it in real time uh, networks and situations. So, so you know a lot of it is it's not an isolated type of a skill set. There's there's, um, you know, um, I was just meeting with some of our customers this week and they were talking about the importance of knowing how to integrate technology into their existing um, existing infrastructure. Because it's almost like every large enterprise is its own 
sort of planet in, in, a, yeah. in a way. Um, so, so, you know, I, I, I would say, you know, what we're working with experience builders is one to empower them with this information. Like we were just sharing about the research that we've done Two, to connect them with other experience builders um, so that they can build on the shoulders of others and have someone to go to uh, if they have any questions, have a shared uh, community to not have to recreate the wheel every time, but to build on the in inventions and innovations of others. Um, and, and so, you know, we're really excited. I, I, every time I'm in, in, a, in a place where we have uh, by experience builders together talking about innovation, it's just really exciting. Whether it's a hackathon, you know, whether it's just like what that we had, I'm here in Nashville today, um, and we had a group this week where we were um, brought together and talking about new experiences. Um, so, um, you know, just really exciting uh, room for, for a lot of different skill sets uh, around this space. Um, uh, to be part of the Avaya Experience Builders community. So, so if you were sort of a partner in that traditional reseller space today, what would kind of be your, what would be the area that you would be focusing on in terms of, of starting to, to build this muscle memory and this ability? Would it be a given technology area or would it be more making sure you've got the connections, you know the appropriate people at that ecosystem that you're describing that's ultimately going to be necessary to put it all together? Great question. I, I believe that um, you certainly, um, you know, each of our, our, our partners have their own um, core strengths and skills, right? And mm -hmm. you certainly want to understand that and continue to leverage that as you work uh, into the new experience economy future. Um, how, how does that manifest itself? Well, you know, we uh, had a recent hackathon in December where one of our channel partners actually won the hackathon and they came up with a a, uh, a experience that basically would um, dial into a meeting for you and represent you in the meeting. And, and I mean, how, how many of us would need that? So there's, there's that, uh, you know, um, that's, that's sort of at the extreme level of composability, right? Where you have the developer talent to be able to, to do something like that. But, but, you know, I, I always talk with our, our, partners and, and position it more as like a golf caddy, right? And so, mm -hmm. so you know, they need to be the guides for, for the customers, right? They, they're looking across a number of different customers. They understand what works, what doesn't, what some of the pitfalls are, what some of the opportunities are. And so they can be that golf caddy that, you know, helps them, helps the customer understand the opportunities, the landscape, but ultimately it's up to the customers to, uh, to make the decision and move forward in the way that they want to move forward with the technology at their pace. Um, so I, I always say that, you know, we, we need to be their trusted advisor. We need mm -hmm. to be their guides. Yeah. Um, whatever skill sets needs to align with our core competencies um, and, and where we want to take our business going forward, knowing that, the value has shifted to experiences. Um, the studies indicate that people are spending less today on products and services than they are on experiences, uh, especially when it comes to millennials. They are spending much more on experiences than they are gathering products and, and services and things like that. So, um, so you know, you want to take the your company where the value is shifting. You want to be there as a trusted advisor for your customers as you lead them into the future. Um, and then you want to continue to leverage the platforms, um, you know, that will help you deliver the experiences that customers want. 
we we often talk about uh, the shift in in the, on the B two B side of things towards selling uh, selling based on or implementing selling and implementing based on experience or sorry outcome. It's the word I want. There is the one we often yes. use, and yeah. it, it sounds like this is sort of the the B two C side of that. Is I've gone from. I want to buy product X to I want to have experience X and whatever products enable that that's fine by me. So it's uh, something I think partners should uh, keep in mind. Well, the, the challenge is and you're absolutely right, Rob, but the challenge is that that word outcome, you know, in the experience economy is different for every one of the 7.8 billion people in the world. <laughs> so, so, you know, if you're talking about delivering the expected experiences, then we really need to go beyond where we were before. We're just focusing on the outcome and we need to, craft and deliver experiences in the moment it mm. is required based on the expectations of that individual. And that's where you absolutely need a platform that can integrate AI technology. There's no other way to do it. People can't yeah. be everywhere, but software can. And so you, you absolutely, you know, to, to achieve the new view of the expected outcomes, you absolutely need a platform approach and need to integrate AI technology and you know virtual agent is just a great example of of, of all of that that how we're seeing it um, evolve into the future all right big opportunities a lot of a lot of space to think about I think in an area certainly that uh, a lot of solution providers have their eye on going forward Steve appreciate your taking the time to uh, to share your thoughts with us and to uh, to educate on uh, virtual agent and the opportunities that exist around it Sounds great. I enjoyed it, Rob. Thank you very much for this opportunity. There you have it. Virtual agent technology and the experience economy as explained by Avaya Steve Brock. I'd like to thank Steve for joining us for the podcast. Thank Avaya Canada for their ongoing support of the site. And of course, thank you for listening. The Channel Buzz.ca podcast will be back next week with a little something different. I recently sat down in person with ESET's Tony Anscombe to talk about cyber resilience and we did that on video for a change. So be sure to check it out when that comes out. Uh, it'll be on video on the site and in audio format here in your favorite podcast player. And speaking of your favorite podcast player, we'd appreciate it if you'd use it to leave us a rating and review if it allows you to do so. And of course, it does allow you to subscribe to or follow the podcast, but I'm sure you've already done that, right? Until next week, I'm Robert Dutt for ChannelBuzz.ca. Stay safe out there, and I'll see you around the channel.